I'm Ashley Smith Thomas, a millennial talking about freedom and national security for America. I'm the founder of Freedoms Fund USA, a nonprofit to protect freedom and national security. I am a speaker, advocate, and thought leader. I spent 2016 saving Christians targeted by ISIS in the Middle East. This was truly an eye-opening and life-changing experience as I watched and learned from my fellow Christians who longed for freedom. It was that experience that became the inspiration to start this show. In this show, come with me as I interview experts about key freedom issues in America and how we can protect freedom. Because if we lose our freedom, how can we bring freedom to the whole world? Let's take action together and let freedom ring. Welcome. My name is Ashley Smith Thomas, and I am the host of Freedom Talks. The purpose of this show is to educate Americans on key freedom and national security issues that impact our nation. And I like to bring on subject matter experts onto the program to talk about these key freedom, and national security issues, but then also provide all of us a call to action so that we can make a difference. Last year, I had a guest, Victor Avila, come on to our show to talk about the border crisis. He was in episode one and episode two, and he graciously spent time with us to talk about the crisis there at the border, the level of human trafficking, the drug cartel, and give us a reality of what is truly occurring. Well, Now we hear President Biden talking about removing Title 42. So the question is, what is Title 42 and how would that impact the state of Texas? Because a lot of people don't really understand the dynamics that are occurring at our border and why we see this mass influx of illegal immigrants coming across the border, or as some like to call it, an invasion. So what does that mean for our state and nation? Well, today I have with me Victor again to talk about this situation and to kind of give us a snapshot of this past year and what we can expect here in the future. So I would like to introduce you to Victor. Victor is a retired supervisory special agent with the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, which is ICE, Homeland Security Investigations, HSI, under the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Also, ICE enforces federal laws governing border control, customs, trade, and immigration to promote homeland security and public safety. Mr. Avila has been recognized by ICE and HSI for his exemplary service and professional accomplishments while serving as special agent at the El Paso field office and the assistant attache signed to the U.S. consulate in Ciudad Juarez and U.S. embassies located in Spain, Portugal, and Mexico City. Mr. Avila served as an accredited diplomat and liaison to the aforementioned governments conducting international complex criminal investigations and a wide range of violations such as human trafficking and human smuggling, drug trafficking, financial violations, arms trafficking, commercial fraud, and counterterrorism. While on official assignment in Mexico, Special Agent Avila suffered multiple gunshots, wounds, and and survived violent ambush by the Mexican Los Zetas cartels, where Special Agent Jaime Zapata tragically lost his life. The Jaime Zapata and Victor Avila Federal Law Enforcement Protection Act passed Congress in 2021 and was signed into law by President Biden. Victor has been featured on Fox News, I-24 News, Univision, OAN, Telemundo, and various syndicated radio and podcast interviews. 
Victor's book, Agent Under Fire, A Murder and Manifesto, is now available on Amazon.com. Victor, thank you so much for being back on our program. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for uh, having me, Ashley. It's great to be back with you. So a lot has occurred from the last time that we spoke, which I think was actually probably about this time last year, believe it or not. And you were our first guest on Freedom Talks, and you were talking about the border crisis and how the sheriffs, the border sheriffs were struggling and trying to get support and everything that was going on and the drug trafficking and the drug cartels. Um, It kind of seems like the same thing is still occurring one year later. So can you tell us what you have seen over this past year and what you think has developed over the course of this past year? Absolutely. And um, unfortunately, we have a lot of the same And probably even more so now, a year later, as we go into this beyond crisis, it's it's chaotic. I've been down to the border um, averaging about one time per month in the last year. And uh, a couple of months ago was my last visit there to the Laredo sector. And it is, uh, as you say, uh, uncontrollable at this point. The border has basically been surrendered. And these are words that come from border agents themselves that have not been given the uh, opportunity to enforce our basic immigration laws and border security enforcement. They have uh, now become, uh, and you hear this, they're overwhelmed with the numbers, but basically transporters and processors of people entering this country illegally. So there's a lot to to go over here because um, there has been a shift and how these individuals are coming into this country. And Texas is a primary uh, area. I don't want people to think that Texas is the only place where they're coming because Arizona has been hit very hard as well. But Texas, because of the terrain, has been the primary point of entry by these individuals of over 150 countries, not just Mexico and Central America. And so as I talk to you today, I want you to keep in mind the national security implications Mm -hmm. and the public safety issue, which is something that I really want to emphasize because these individuals are not being properly vetted. You might think, yeah, there's some people that just want to come here that might not have no criminal history just to come to work. But the matter of fact is that we have a lot of dangerous individuals, criminal elements, convicted felons of sex offenses, violent offenses, drug offenses, uh, links to terrorism coming into this country through that open border in, uh, in Mexico and Texas. Where in Texas are they primarily entering? As we speak today, the Eagle Pass area and Del Rio sectors of the uh, Rio Grande Valley are the hottest spots right now. They're seeing tremendous numbers per day. And I know we're going to be talking about Title 42 a little bit later, but um, it hasn't stopped. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, it has only increased. And there has been absolutely no enforcement. I call it lawlessness down there because the Biden administration has basically um, ignored border security at this point. And we've had individuals that have been interdicted that prove what I'm saying about the uh, convicted felons, the prior deports, uh, individuals that have been convicted in our country of serious crimes, have been deported and now have trying to return. And every time I do public speaking events, I have too many examples of an illegal alien raping a 13-year-old little girl in St. Paul, Minnesota. And so every portion of our country is being affected not just the, the border states, but every state is then effectively becoming a border state as well. 
So something that I think a lot of people don't talk about, or at least you don't hear it in the media, particularly is these special interest areas. Because from a few of our contacts, we found out that there are people from Syria, from Yemen, Libya, Iran, uh, crossing over the border, Nigerians, those from Haiti, Cuba, Venezuela. Um, recently, I'd heard and was told that there was also Russians who crossed the U.S.-Mexico border. And you didn't hear that in the media, except one media outlet spoke about it and addressed the fact that there were Russians that had crossed into the U.S. Why are we not hearing that in the media? And can you explain a little bit more on special interest areas and what that means and why we should be concerned? Correct. The Department of Homeland Security uh, labels these uh, countries as special interest countries and the individuals coming from there as special interest aliens or SIAs. And the countries you mentioned, uh, including Somalia, Bangladesh, Mm -hmm. and these kind of countries uh, that support uh, or have a link to terrorism and these individuals coming from those countries are coming through Mexico. Now, in the case of the Russians, uh, this is before the uh, the uh, Ukraine situation that's happening, they, have, they were already showing up in Mexico, um, as, uh, as well as the uh, Ukrainians seeking asylum. And so the, the, I have a lot to say about the asylum fraud that is mm-hmm. occurring at our southern border because the asylum criteria has not changed. Right. It's still the same. It's just that this administration does not want to enforce it or even is interpreting it completely different than how it's written. Uh, first of all, you must seek asylum through a port of entry. You must be persecuted by your government. Mm-hmm. And there are individuals out there that might qualify, but uh, most of the individuals, if not the high percentage of them, do not. Right. And we're treating them, or at least the Biden administration is treating them as legal immigrants because they're seeking asylum. Therefore, if they're allowed in to wait for that immigration asylum hearing, it's uh, giving them a pass to come into this country. And as you know, they're going everywhere by our own transportation, by the federal government in, in the middle of the night with airplanes and buses. And yet we're, most of them will never hear by again. Right. And, uh, and so it is a national security issue because the Russians, uh, the Chinese, the Brazilians, uh, all these other uh, individuals coming in are not properly vetted. Why aren't they vetted? Because it takes a lot of time and effort to vet each individual, and Border Patrol is overwhelmed with the thousands of individuals coming in, family units, a lot of single adult males coming in right now, a lot of smuggling ventures happening that people do not want to even turn themselves into Border Patrol. The drugs haven't stopped. The trafficking hasn't stopped, the human trafficking. So you combine all of that together, and you have this chaos at the border that happens to be wide open, and the people that are benefiting, number one, are the cartels, sure. the corrupt Mexican government, and uh, individuals like NGOs that are also complicit in this. It's just so unbelievable because I know under President Trump, his administration was trying to stop the influx of illegal migration through the Remain in Mexico policy, but then also the Title 42 policy in which they implemented that to stop the immigrants with communicable diseases from entering the United States. And when I was looking up the Title 42, it's basically the expulsion or removal by U.S. government officials of persons who have recently been in country where a communicable disease was present. So this was outlined in U.S. Code 42, subsection 265. There's been a lot of talk by this current administration that President Biden wants to lift the Title 42. 
And there's been a lot of your more progressive organizations saying that this is a good thing, that we need to move forward. President Trump should have never implemented it. Um, There's talk that they're looking at ending it at the end of May. Do you agree with this plan that Title 42 should be removed? I have a lot of problems with Title 42. And let me give you a little bit of background. Yes, President Trump enforced Title 42 because of the pandemic and COVID. Um, Title 42, as you and I speak, is still in effect right now. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, and if it, if it is in effect, it has not been properly enforced. That's why you're seeing millions of individuals come into this country illegally, which doesn't make sense. And I want people to make understand that, that if in fact Title 42, as it is in effect right now, was and should be enforced, we wouldn't be seeing the numbers of illegals coming in. Now, the, the government cites a certain number of millions of individuals that were returned based on uh, Title 42 since Biden took over. The fact is, is that we're having, in my case, in my opinion, over four to six million individuals in the last year come into this country illegally. That's including the detected ones and the gotaways as well. And so uh, by lifting it on May 23rd, uh, they're expecting 18,000 individuals per day. Let me tell you, it's not so much the influx. Yes, the numbers will rise, but it's not a switch on, switch off effect that you might think it's going to happen. All of a sudden, Title 42 is going to go away and here they come. No, they've already been coming. Mm. What it does, it sends a signal to the rest of the world that, in fact, if we did have a reason to keep you from coming into this country, now we have nothing. And so that's the real message that people that would not normally want to come to the United States illegally are now coming. And those are the numbers that you're going to see. The ones that are coming and want to come are doing it now, as you and I speak, thousands per day, Eagle Pass and Del Rio sectors being hit uh, the most. And I heard... uh, the vice president of the U.S. Border Patrol Council say yesterday uh, that took me aback that he said that on May 23rd, if Title 42 is lifted, they're going to start enforcing Title 8. Title 8 is Title 8 U.S.C. 1325 is illegal entry into the country. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a big supporter of Border Patrol and I'm a big supporter of our law enforcement. But why do you have to wait till May 23rd right. to enforce our law? Right. I enforce Title VIII as a, as a special agent with ICE. Title VIII is you come into this country legally, we arrest you, charge you with Title VIII, 1325, illegal entry into the country, and we prosecute you. First offense is usually six months in federal prison. If you did that to each individual that came into this country, that's the signal you would send to the rest of the world that, in fact, if you would come into this country illegally, you would be prosecuted and go to federal prison because the next one you come in is 1326. That's illegal reentry. And then you're looking at two years in federal prison. So when you send that message to the rest of the world, that's how they stop coming. But that's not happening here. All of a sudden, Border Patrol, who has the authority, and I've, I've kind of been saying this for the last uh, year and a half, that it doesn't matter who the, is in the White House. Right. The Border Patrol has sworn uh, an oath to defend the Constitution and the, and, and, the homeland, and the homeland of our country. And so they have the ability to enforce these laws today. That is so unbelievable because it makes no sense, right, that you're going to wait until Title 42 is lifted before you actually enforce the law. I mean, that's just that's just mind-blowing to me because they should be doing that right now. 
and perhaps then we would be seeing this deterrent and perhaps our border sheriffs wouldn't be overwhelmed at this point if the law was actually upheld, which kind of leads me here into my next point. There's been reports of both Republicans and Democrats both asking President Biden to not lift Title 42. Do you think it would be wise for him to not lift Title 42? Or at this point, it's just kind of redundant, whether it's in place or not? Well, they're contradicting each other because, remember, Title 42 is tied to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. If you lift Title 42, then the Biden administration is, in fact, admitting that there is no more pandemic or risk of individuals from other countries bringing it in, covid and so then why in the United States would we have any other restrictions, especially on airplanes and airports to wear a mask and mandates? It wouldn't make any sense that um, you would enforce it only on the border, but not in your own country. Right. And that's, the, I think, where the Biden administration has been caught between a rock and a hard place. They would have to then acknowledge that, in fact, COVID is gone. Right. But they don't want to do that because they want to still have control. And other states are still doing that and, and reinstituting uh, mandates and lockdowns, as you and I speak, again, because mm -hmm. of some rise of numbers. And so they're caught in this very unique situation. But because of what I've seen in the last year is it doesn't matter. The laws that you and I have to, as U.S. citizens, have to abide by, illegal aliens don't. Right. Like get on an airplane without an I.D., I come into this country illegally without any documentation, like endangering a child and not getting prosecuted for it. Things that you and I would definitely be looked at as a U.S. citizen, but because you're an illegal alien, somehow it doesn't pertain to you. And that's a big problem. Well, you know, I was there in Midland, I think it was probably about a couple weeks ago. And so I saw a very similar situation that you shared last year of where there was illegals. I was at the airport and they just bypassed TSA. And I'm standing there waiting in line to be seen by the TSA agent. And there was a gentleman who was guiding them. He looked like he was in a business suit. And then there was two probably teenage immigrants with him and they were just carrying a box of pizza, didn't have to show anything, nothing, just walked right through TSA. And I'm just thinking, how is that possible? But yet, like you said, American citizens, we have to abide by it because I guarantee you if I told the TSA agent, hey, I'm not showing you my ID, I just saw them walk by, I guarantee you that he'd be like, well, then you're not going through. So this is very frustrating when you see where the law is being applied to only certain groups of people and the and then certain groups don't even have to abide by the law. So why do you think we're seeing that? Like, why do you think there's such a double standard when it comes to the legal aspect of this? Well, I have a heavy answer for you, and I think it's the destruction of America by the left. And plain and simple, that's what I think. This is a, uh, a fundamental change in the fabric of our country that the Democrats want. And that's in the form of, of many, uh, either, either COVID restrictions, uh, illegal immigration, gun control, uh, many, many other things that I think they're, they're fundamentally changing our, our history and our fabric of what the United States is all about. And it doesn't mean that um, when people hear me speak, doesn't mean that uh, I ignore my heritage because I'm Hispanic or because I hate other groups. No, I'm very pro-America and I'm very pro-safety. Uh, and I believe the role of government at any level, the number one duty is to protect its citizens, whether it's your city council or whether it's the federal government. Look mm -hmm. at the shooting that happened today in New York as we speak today uh, in the subway. We have individuals out there committing serious crimes. We have a crime surge in this country. We have over 100,000 fentanyl deaths mm -hmm. due to, linked directly to the cartel. 
We have a methamphetamine epidemic in this country as I go around the country speaking to police departments and police officers in Montana, in South Dakota, all around Texas, the number one issue they have is methamphetamine directly related to crime in murders, uh, burglaries, property crimes, uh, assaults. And so you add the immigration to it. And mm -hmm. I think people have become a, little, become a little complacent with the term illegal immigration. They've become a little tired of it and maybe sure. have uh, desynthesized to what that is. So I'm trying to bring the reality of what the, this movement and the movement of these people, the irregular movement of whatever you want to call it. If you don't want to call it illegal immigration, which is what it is, it's an irregular movement of people without borders. Mm -hmm. And that has consequences. And when people, uh, United States citizens are uh, victims at the hands of illegal aliens, like this 13-year-old little girl, or, you be, or you're killed by an illegal alien, then you become a victim at the hands, which is too late. Right. It's that now become a problem. And so we have gangs, we have cartels that are in our country. And it all comes down to be able to control it by sealing that border, which this uh, administration refuses to do. So this open border policy that is clearly being implemented by this administration, should the Title 42 be lifted, even though I like what you said, it's pretty much not even being implemented anyway, but it's officially lifted, and that's going to give a signal to immigrants all over the world. How do you think that's going to impact the state of Texas? Because I know that there's been some reports that have surfaced lately where border sheriffs are very concerned about what is coming. They are anticipating that there's going to be a greater influx than we've never seen before. So how do you think that this is going to impact the state of Texas directly if Biden does indeed officially lift Title 42? Well, first of all, I think Title 42 should remain for the main purpose of, of keeping people to come out. Now, remember, when Title 42 is enforced, mm -hmm. it is enforced on the line, on the river. The person is actually sent back right then and there. They're taking a piece of paper with their information, getting uh, uh, as much information they can right then and there, and then sent back immediately. There is no processing inside the, the state of Texas. That's, that's effective when it's done right. Now, um, when it comes to the, the sheriffs, they, we, we, they're already being impacted. Let me tell you, with the smuggling ventures that are out of control, mm -hmm. uh, Ill uh, illegal aliens driving, uh, the smugglers driving, uh, you know, a bunch of illegal aliens in a vehicle, they fail to yield to the Border Patrol or to the DPS troopers, rollovers, crashes, shootings. We had a, a DPS trooper shot at a few weeks ago. Uh, the smuggler was shot. It, a lot of these things are happening almost on a daily basis down the Rio Grande Valley. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of violence. There's a lot of uh, single adult males. But the stash houses, the uh, influx of the smuggling, along with the drugs, continues to flow. And that is direct impact to the sheriffs. Mm -hmm. The sheriffs are seeing it because a lot of these um, encounters are 60 to 100 miles in. And that's why I want people to understand. It's not at the river. Right. It is... Uh, people with land close to the to the border, uh, the ranchers that are being affected because uh, the traffic is coming in from the illegal alien up north. Now, I'll give you an example down um, Kenny County, which they come up through Valverde County, Kenny County into up to San Antonio, Texas. That's one of the routes that they take. You have ranchers 60 miles away encountering groups of illegal aliens in their property, destruction, trash, a lot of issues happening down there. 
And I'm afraid that it's only going to escalate with the numbers and possibly violence as a lot of the individuals that are coming in right now are demanding to come in mm -hmm. and um, uh, are, are being more destructive than they have in the past. And that's something that uh, the sheriffs have to deal with on a first-hand basis. Well, and it's interesting because ABC News had stated that the Department of Homeland Security is bracing for as many as 18,000 migrants per day crossing the border. There's been one report that I saw from a immigration studies institute where they talked about uh, where we could actually see up to 500,000 illegal immigrants per month entering into the United States. So with these type of numbers and this influx of migration, what can be done to help the the border sheriffs? Because I'm sure, like you said, they're overwhelmed. And if this is happening within 16, 60, 100 miles in, how do they truly stop what is happening in their county? Um, it's very difficult because the sheriffs do not have, first of all, the support of the federal government. Second of all, they don't have the support of the state of Texas. And a lot of people are wondering, well, what is the state of Texas doing? Mm -hmm. Well, it, you would think that um, what our governor, Governor Abbott, is saying sounds good and sounds right as to uh, border security. But I'm here to tell you the realities of what this mm -hmm. is. And, I, and I'm, uh, I'm alluding to Operation Lone Star. Um, so the, the governor, our governor, announced just a few days ago his plan. And it really incorporated three, three major things. One is to bus individuals to Washington, D.C., which I completely disagree with, and I'll, I'll, I'll expand a little bit more on that. The other is to uh, deploy uh, barricades and boating on the river, uh, DPS boats on the Rio Grande River and razor wire, and also to put uh, lighting on certain, certain areas of the border uh, in the hot spots. Now, let me talk about really quick about this busing which I completely disagree because this is what, in fact, the Biden administration has been doing for the, since, since January 20th is bus and fly illegal aliens into every corner of our country. Mm -hmm. That's illegal. You're aiding and abetting illegal, illegal entry uh, and, and basically smuggling mm -hmm. because these people are, are here without any documents. So if the state of Texas wants to do it because of a political ploy and to shove it in the, the Biden administration's face, whatever, it's still not border security, allowing people and putting them on the bus voluntarily because they would want to have to come on there themselves, which, right. believe me, I, in, my, in my experience, they're going to want to. They don't care that they go to D.C. They will eventually go to D.C. and fly, get their way to their final destination. Uh, that's not the answer. The answer is to stop them to, from coming in in the first place. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is by declaring this an invasion. And the, 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 our state government, our governor, and our attorney general refuse to do that because that would then give us the uh, authority to adopt the Constitution federally and then, in fact, stop individuals from coming in here at the line. Which that really raises a good point because I wanted to ask you here in that there has been tension surrounding the issue of, okay, this is a state of Texas issue versus this is a federal issue. So when you talk about border security, a lot of people say, oh, well, that's the federal government, especially when you talk to some state legislators, they'll say, oh, we can't do anything that's that's federal. But then when you talk to individuals in the federal, they say, oh, well, that's state. So then you got this tension and this back and forth going on between the state of Texas and the federal government. So in a way, this appears to be more of a federal government issue. 
However, we're starting to see that the federal government is doing nothing to secure our border. They're doing nothing to enhance national security. So in this situation, Texas officials have to think of ways to stop the influx and to stop this this invasion, as you put it. So if you were to give advice to Governor Abbott or Attorney General Ken Paxton on this issue, what would you suggest that they do to secure Texas? The number one they have, the thing that they would have to do is to declare this an active invasion. That would then give them the authority to then implement the uh, certain articles of the Constitution, Article 4, Article uh, 1, Section 10, and uh, to be able to then keep these individuals from entering the state of Texas. Now, uh, what you're saying in the argument about the, this is a federal issue, obviously this is uh, it, it, the jurisdiction, and I, I dealt with jurisdiction all my career, the jurisdiction lies on the federal government. But we're, we're at different times now. Mm-hmm. We're at a point we, where we are, and in my opinion, that we are an, 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 uh, experiencing an invasion, and therefore the state of Texas must step up and disregard the the Biden administration because we know they're not going to do anything about it. They have no concern for the safety of not just our own citizens, but frankly, of the people that are coming in as well as they're being encountered by the cartels and many, many horrific stories that happen to them in Mexico as well as that a very insecure country. So uh, the state of Texas must come up and declare this an invasion. Once they do that officially, it opens up the authority of our own U.S. Constitution to be able to detain these individuals and send them back. Now, I hear the government, uh, the Biden administration, saying that busing these individuals is uh, enforcing immigration law. That is absolutely no enforcement whatsoever. Busing individuals is helping instead mm-hmm. of enforcing. Um, and you probably heard about the safety checks that they're doing down at the border, which right now has backed up traffic by miles on the Mexican side. This is in, happening in Laredo, Texas, where DPS troopers have set up safety inspection points to check out the rigs, the, the tractor trailers that are coming into our country. One good thing that's coming up out of this is that they're giving a tremendous amounts of violations of these truckers because these trucks are uh, in violation of many Texas codes, mm-hmm. which um, in my uh, humble opinion, that is that should be taken care of by TxDOT. That's why we have TxDOT, the Texas Department of Transportation, where they weigh the, indivi- the, the trucks, where they check the inspections, the brakes, the tires. They're in violations, a lot of violations. Okay, that's a good thing. That's what they're doing. But it's affecting commerce. And right now, Mexico and the, and the commerce are very upset that the traffic is backed up. As a matter of fact, they're protesting right now in one of the ports of entry, uh, the truckers that blocked it on the Mexican side because they don't like that. It's counterproductive of what's happening. First of all, it has nothing to do with border security. No one individual has been stopped by coming into this country illegally by doing safety inspection points on trucks. Second of all, uh, you're hurting local businesses. Which people, if you remember, not so long ago, and my friend Sheena Rodriguez reminded me of this with Secure the Border yesterday, said, remember Abbott just uh, last year hurt our businesses with COVID and, uh, or a year and a half ago with shutting down our local businesses. Produce, a lot of things come through that port of entry. 
And so you're affecting not just the, com the commerce of Texas, but the rest of the, uh, the United States. As right now, we're, we're encountering the, the, the chain uh, custody, or uh, I'm sorry, with the, the supply chain. The supply charge. chain, thank mm -hmm. you. The supply chain from coming in. This is not the real answer. So I would sit down with Governor Abbott and tell him the real enforcement of border security. I support our Texas troopers and our DPS troopers, what they're doing. They're doing an incredible amount of law enforcement work, but they're doing it on the Texas side while the individuals are already in here, the human smugglers, the, the, the drug traffickers, the human traffickers, the uh, people with guns and all this. They're interdicting a lot of them and doing really good. But when it comes down to it, the illegal aliens that they encounter are eventually then sent back to the federal government. And here we go with this vicious cycle. This is not border security enforcement. We need to, uh, the, the boats that he said that he's going to put on the river, if you remember, he said he, he was going to put them back then and, and that order was uh, retracted, was never enforced. If you remember the videos back then of the DPS troopers fighting with the smugglers, the DPS troopers cutting some of those uh, rafts of people mm -hmm. coming over. We've seen this already before. Enforcement is actually doing and placing individuals, our DPS troopers, our National Guard, our Border Patrol, if we would be able to get in, in, uh, in conjunction with them and coordinate with them to stay on the line and not allow the individuals to come in. That's how you send the signal to the rest of the world that, in fact, you're not going to be welcomed and that will spread quickly and reduce the numbers because they will be coming because uh, every signal that this administration sends is saying, come on over, we will be lifting Title 42. Remain in Mexico, by the way, is in effect right now under the order of the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. You're supposed to be remaining in your country or in Mexico to seek asylum. But, but it's not being enforced. No, and then that's my question because that going to the U.S. Supreme Court and... I guess my question is, then why are we not seeing the accountability of this administration for violating this law that was approved by the U.S. Supreme Court? So why? that's just something that I've been wondering, too, because I'm like, who, who's going to hold them accountable? This is wrong because they're in complete violation. They just snubbed the U.S. Supreme Court, which is the highest court of the land, and not upholding the Remain in Mexico policy. That's absolutely correct. Uh, no accountability. Um impeachable offenses. You, you can go all the way politically when it comes to the Biden administration. Uh, and Kamala Harris was supposed to be the drug czar or the border czar doing absolutely nothing. Uh, the media has ignored it uh, largely uh, as to what's happened. We have a lot of issues in our country. And a lot of these issues with crime, drugs are related back to border security. Mm -hmm. You seal that border, you will see a, a good ripple effect of happening right now. What you're seeing right now is the bad ripple effect that is affecting our school systems, our healthcare systems, and of course our criminal justice systems throughout the country. And people in Nebraska, in Minnesota, in Virginia, in the Pacific Northwest are feeling the direct impact of the wide open border. I just came back from Montana they have a huge problem with the homicide rate that's directly related to the cartels and the meth that they're bringing to Montana where there's more animals than people. And that's real. Mm -hmm. That's real deaths. That's real consequences of communities that have never seen this before. And so if the cartels are in Montana, they're everywhere else. Right. And it's a, it's a big issue that uh, unfortunately we just can't be loud enough, I think, to people to understand the impact that it has. 
I know that there are a lot of Texans that are frustrated, and I'm sure there are a lot of Americans that are frustrated about this border crisis and feeling like nothing is being done. Um, but even as citizens, they don't know what to do. So can you give us a call to action for those who are watching today, what they can do to do something about this and just what, how would you empower them to get involved? I think the accountability issue is the big one and it starts with your elected official. You might even start with your local elected officials, but definitely with your state officials. As you mentioned earlier, Ashley, uh, the state is blaming the feds, the feds blame the state. Listen, these are individuals that we elected to represent us, especially in the state of Texas now, whether you're, you approach your, your state representative, your state senator, or your federal representative, U.S. Congress of your district, it's the same thing. We're, they're both representing the citizens, mm -hmm. and they must hear your voice. Uh, I will be joining uh, Senator uh, Hall tomorrow on a call to be able to bring this awareness to them. To, to share the the what I believe is an imminent uh, danger. You are dealing with a country of Mexico that is right next to us, that is unstable, that is corrupt with the cartels and everything that we've talked about, but it, it's not 6,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. It is here. And uh, the, the funding that's going to, that I think we should redirect it to other areas, um, they're asking for $530 million for Operation Lone Star, which gives our state and locals and uh, our DPS troopers a lot of money to enforce the laws, but it doesn't keep people from coming in illegally to this country, which we must stop and then be able to reset. Because unless the border is sealed, you're going to continue to see the problems of violence, drugs, and crime throughout our state. And um, it's very sad when you see people ignore the issue, but then become a victim at the hands of this crime wave that we're having, a lot of it uh, directly related to the cartels. And so um, then they want to do something about it, and it's too late. Let's do something about it now. Let's, let's protect our sovereignty now. Let's get with them. Yes, pressure your elected officials. Yes, let them know what is it that they're doing. Are they well-informed? Is there someone telling them exactly what uh, I'm telling you today? Sometimes I'm very surprised as what uh, the elected officials say mm -hmm. and what the reality of what's happening at the border. They might go down there for five minutes and not get a full picture. You know, I've been going down for a year besides what I worked 20 years of my career. I understand the border and the dynamics, how it changes. Mm -hmm. And the last time that we spoke a year ago, how it's shifted and uh, it's shifted to the worse. Right. And, and so um, it's important to, to get a good grasp and the, the big picture of what border security means. And it's not just illegal immigration. I want people to know that. That's so good. Well, thank you so much, Victor, for coming on Freedom Talks and enlightening us with current new, like updated new information pertaining to the border and more importantly, what we can do because it's time that we hold our representatives accountable, whether this is federal or state, this is unacceptable. And what's also unacceptable, in my opinion, is this bickering between state and federal. This needs to stop because it's about the security and the safety of all Americans. So thank you so much for being with us. And I look forward to having you back and perhaps maybe we can take a trip to the border. Absolutely. That, that would be a, a good thing to do. Uh, I'd like to uh, remind your your viewers to follow me. Uh, go to victoravilaspeaks.com. Perfect. Uh, if you'd like for me to come out and speak to one of your groups, I'm available to do that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Victor. Thank you.
Well, thank you all so much for watching this episode of Freedom Talks. And as I close here, I just want to empower and encourage you all. A theme that we talk a lot about here on Freedom Talks is about speaking truth as well as standing up for righteousness. And this is a situation that we have got to address pertaining to the border. Also, what is disconcerting too is even the exploitation of the immigrants and how they're even being used in this whole situation. And it's wrong because if we say that we're a nation about humanity, then where's the humanity and how even the immigrants are being treated? So I want to encourage you all to contact your state and federal representatives Share with them how you feel about the border, why we need border security. And more importantly, this is something that I talk about all the time when I'm doing speeches, even here all across the state of Texas, and that border security is national security. This is not a Republican issue. This is not a Democrat issue. This is an American issue because it's about the safety and the security of all Americans. So whether you are Republican, whether you're Democrat, don't care about your politics, contact your representative, encourage him or her to take action to secure the border, which means that you're securing the nation and you're securing the lives of all Americans. Because I believe that together we will be able to stand for righteousness, speak truth, and protect freedom. Thank you and God bless.